0: This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Monday, April 27th, 2020. I'm Caleb Brown. It's valuable and important for us to be able to know our own status with respect to the virus now spanning the globe. Cato senior fellow, Dr. Jeffrey Singer, discusses how the COVID-19 pandemic is bringing into sharp relief the fact that people have a right to discover this information,
1: whether the FDA approves or not. Just like we uh, assert everyone's fundamental right to self-medicate which incidentally was uh, asserted by the authors of the food drug and cosmetic act uh, that created our current fda uh, regulatory protocol back in the 30s uh, we also have the right uh, to test to see what kind of medications we want to give to ourselves it's basically an extension of our right to life if we have a right to to live our own lives and we own ourselves we need to be able to get information about what we need to do to improve our health, protect our health, prevent ourselves from dying. So just as we have the right to give ourselves medications and treatments to prevent ourselves from getting unhealthy or dying, we also have the right and, and the necessity to test, to see what we need to give to ourselves if we need to give anything to ourselves. The uh, The current uh, regulatory regime that that emanates from Washington basically infringes on that right. We've been told that we cannot test ourselves until this central government in Washington DC tells us if they think the test we're using is a good test. Now, I'm all for wanting to know whether the test I'm about to use is a good test. And uh, so uh, if, if there are not just the, the FDA but any other certifying organization, testing organization, even write down a consumer consumer reports, wants to evaluate tests so that I could have this information, I, that's something I want. So I appreciate that. But at the end of the day, I have a right to decide even if I'm told it's not a good test, whether or not I don't want to use it, it all depends on my the the amount of risk I'm willing to accept, the amount of uncertainty I'm willing to accept. These are personal decisions, and uh, it's not only uh, paternalistic, but it violates my rights to not let me test myself to see what, if anything, I need to do to help myself.
0: So uh, last month, the feds uh, opened up the ability for states to determine what tests would be allowed within their borders. What did that change practically?
1: Well, that was a, a really good move uh, because up until then, basically uh, the this country was way behind other countries in getting tests out because of the uh, approval process required. So in, within states' borders now, uh, at least during the duration of this emergency, uh, the governors or the uh, the state regulatory authorities could decide what tests are going to be allowed. That's an improvement. Again, it still doesn't give you complete uh, ability to make your own mind up regarding the test, but at least it localizes the decision. So you have a number of states that, for example, have approved uh, antibody tests, which are tests that tell whether or not you've been ex- already exposed to the virus and perhaps have developed immunity. There's only one uh Approved test by the FDA, but many states have approved numbers of tests that are being used in in several locations. Uh, for example, California, there's a, a test that was approved by within the state of California. It's being used now at the Stanford University, University of Southern California, and they're doing random sampling tests of California residents to see how many people actually have the uh, have had the virus. The same thing is being done in Massachusetts uh, with researchers uh, uh, at uh, Massachusetts uh, Department of Health. So uh, we're seeing a lot of tests that are available on a local level. That if you waited for the uh, you know command and control from Washington to happen, you never get access to them. The most recent example of this, um, after we learned at, at the end of February that the CDC's test and the CDC had a de facto monopoly on testing in the United States up until the end of February that the test was defective. And then we realized, Oh my goodness, we don't, we're way behind. We got to get going here. After we learned that it would be, you know, very logical for a person to say, well, why don't we just use some of those tests that they're using in other countries that are proven to work? Uh, that's a good question. Well, now that that has been allowed, uh, just the other day, we learned that governor Hogan of Maryland, uh, greeted a Korean airlines, uh, chartered plane from Korea at Baltimore, Washington airport, uh, that was, that had 500,000 test kits that ha- are being used by, in South Korea very successfully. We've all heard about the uh, South Korea's, uh, you know, laudable testing program, how, how effective it has been. So now m- residents of Maryland are going to be able to have access to the tests from South Korea. Now you notice the the FDA hasn't approved that. It's, in fact, uh, to my knowledge, uh, reporters asked at one of these task force briefings, why didn't you let uh, the World Health Organization's test be used here? And the best answer I heard to that so far is, well, they never asked the FDA uh, to uh, check it out and approve it. So they're waiting to be asked. Meanwhile, Governor Hogan didn't wait to be asked, and he got the tests in.
0: So, And lots of, cr- lots of credit is due to the first lady of Maryland for... Uh- Helping make that happen.
1: Oh well, that's that. I did not know that, but but that's, uh, that's she is Korean
0: and speaks fluent Korean. And, oh, that's right. That's uh, apparently right. Apparently had remember. a big role yeah. in uh, making that happen.
1: I, I that's right. I remember that. But the the, the point is now because of this newfound uh, authority, other states could do the same thing. Now many uh, uh, advocates of of uh, FDA reform for a number of years have been suggesting as one. step in the right direction would be to allow for reciprocity uh in other words uh within the european union uh, if uh let's say the french version of the fda approved a drug uh for marketing then if they wanted to market it in germany or italy they didn't have to go through the approval process all over again because germany and italy recognized the drug approved by any other member of the eu Uh, likewise new zealand and australia recognized Uh, drugs approved by the US FDA. I think Singapore does as well. So there's a whole lot of this kind of reciprocity. So if we, uh, meanwhile, um, a lot of Americans wait years to be able to use a drug that's been in use in some of these developed countries uh, uh, and are helping people there. You have to wonder how many people either suffer or maybe even die waiting for a drug that's available in other developed countries to become available here. So one proposal has been to, uh, make a list of uh, countries that have a really good track record. You know, we could think of a lot of them like, uh, Switzerland, several EU countries, Japan, uh, Israel, South Korea, perhaps, and say any, uh, any uh, drug or test approved in those countries is approved in the United States. Um, and uh, so that, But that hasn't really gotten anywhere. Meanwhile, this newfound authority that the states have, has a w- way, at least when it comes to testing, a- and at least for the duration of this emergency, to kind of get to that reciprocity. Because we see in Maryland, that the governor of Maryland has decided that a test approved for use in South Korea is as far as he's concerned, approved for use in Maryland. So that's a reciprocity arrangement. Uh, we could s- hopefully see more of this. I hope to see m- many other states decide that tests that are, that are being used effectively in other developed countries can be used in their states. The more tests we get out, the more information we learn about just how deadly this disease is and just how many people have it, the quicker we could make our uh, public health response to this infection much more fine tuned, much more. Uh, Appropriate to local situations, and hopefully uh, negatively affect fewer and fewer people. Because you know, because when when you know when you don't know much, you kind of have no choice but to kind of lock down everybody. But as we are able to get much more discerning and just who needs to be separated from other people and who doesn't, then we can get back to normal life more quickly.
0: The FDA has stymied a lot of um, developments. Uh, for well over two months uh, in dealing with this uh, outbreak. They've just approved, as of this recording, it was yesterday that they approved an at-home test. Uh, What difference will that make?
1: Well, once we get at-home tests out to people, number one, we get to more people (laughs) because everybody can get access to it. Um, It's also less dangerous uh, to Uh, to other people because, uh, healthcare workers don't have to risk getting the infection themselves when they're performing the test on a suspected, uh, infected person. Um, and, uh, the, the more people who are able to get the testing, uh, the, again, as I said earlier, the, the quicker we know who can get back out to the world and get back to normal life and who needs to be isolated. It's also, uh, uh, the the, the problem the problem with with what's gone on now is there were several at-home tests developed uh last month by several companies around the country and they actually were announcing they're going to begin marketing it but then the fda sent out uh, an advisory saying that they hadn't had a chance to uh, evaluate those tests and say whether or not they work and it resulted in these companies pulling their tests off the market. So right now there's only one at-home test available in the United States. The other uh, thing is because it's just coming out and it's by a very reputable lab, LabCorp, uh, first, they're going to understandably make it available to people who are healthcare workers because they're at most at risk. Uh, and then, uh, they say in the coming weeks, it'll be available to the general public. And after you perform the test, you'll be given a special envelope and you mail it into the lab. So uh, first of all, a lot of people, even though it's now approved, it's going to be a while before the general public gets access to it. And then there's also going to be a, a wait because if you mail it in and then have to wait for them to get to your test and get back to you, it can still be several days. So it's clearly less than ideal. In the meantime, as the FDA said back in mid-March, states can decide what tests they want to approve. We already know that there are several uh, at-home tests that have been developed. They were developed last month. I would encourage uh, governors of the various states to make their own determinations. The sooner we can get at-home tests out to the uh, general public, the, more, the sooner we have the information we need uh, to get back to the world.
0: What states uh, should we be looking to right now, uh, should other governors be looking at right now for a rapid approval of an at-home test?
1: Well, I'd like to see California, for example. California has really been uh, good about getting tests approved. For example, they already have uh, an antibody test out there. Um, and uh, at least a few of these companies that develop at-home tests are actually California-based, Um, so I would like to see California do that. That's the most populous state in the country. There are people in major metropolitan areas who would like to get out and get to work. Um, Massachusetts also, um, uh, has a lot of, uh, technology companies and biotech companies. And I would, I would expect to see a state like Massachusetts, which is now actually performing tests, for example, on people in homeless shelters. They're going out and doing antibody tests, uh, I, I would with antibody tests that have been approved within the state of Massachusetts, not by the U.S. FDA. So that would be one that would immediately come to mind as well. Um, and New York, of course, where we have such a huge outbreak. I mean, New York and New Jersey account for almost half of all deaths in this country, uh, they have such dense populations. It would be really helpful if uh, New York with it with its you know, outstanding laboratories and, and, uh, academic medical institutions would get uh, at home tests out to their people.
0: So governors of, uh, other states ought to be looking to Massachusetts, New York, and California for, uh, how to go about getting these tests to people as quickly as possible.
1: Uh, yes, or actually you ought to look to Maryland as well, because, uh, you know, governor Hogan provided an example how you don't have to necessarily, uh, work with domestic companies there are fine uh the dem- uh, foreign companies and that are pef- working have tests that are working very well in other countries and uh their authority is not limited to the united states so we should take advantage of some of the advances that are, have already developed in other countries uh, around the world
0: Jeff Singer is a senior fellow at the Cato Institute. Subscribe to the Cato Daily Podcast wherever you please and follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast.